welcome to the digital maddy show with your host and host mithil a pod made exclusively for solopreneurs artists and coaches who want to build their digital empire with 15 years of business experience i cover topics on personal branding content creation and digital marketing on this show and invite many experts who share the same passion like mine today we have a brilliant guest on our show and we're going to go more deeper into understanding the various marketing fundamentals and why are they important so let's welcome him on to the show you are listening to the digital maddy show with digital mithil so welcome everyone once again to the digital maddy show and as promised to all of you we have a brilliant guest and his name is tim tim fitzpatrick and uh, let me introduce to uh, let me introduce uh, him to all of you so tim is basically an entrepreneur uh, with an expertise in marketing and business growth he has 20 per 20 plus years of entrepreneur experience with a passion for developing and growing business now that passion served him well in operating and managing a wholesale distribution company he owned for 9 years the company grew an average of 60% a year before being acquired in 2005 since then he had failures and successes that have been valuable learning experiences he started realto marketing in 2013 and has been helping service businesses simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress most people overcomplicate marketing and i definitely know about it but it doesn't have to be that way so welcome tim to our show mithil thanks so much for having me man i'm excited to be here same here same here so tim uh, all the people who are listening to this episode uh, can you share your back story with us sure so you touched on it a little bit there in the intro but um i I was not one of those kids that was like entrepreneurial at, at 8 or 10 or whatever age it was. Uh all I cared about at that point was hanging out with my friends and riding my bike and having a good time. <clears throat> But when I um so I going to college was never a question in my mind. I was always going to do that. I was a math major in college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. But I figured math was something good to to know that it's applied in all kinds of different disciplines. And my my dad had been an entrepreneur for a long time. He was a manufacturer's rep. A couple of years before I graduated, he had started a wholesale distribution company. So when I graduated, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, and I knew he had he had no full time employees in the distribution company at this point. And I said, "Hey, Dad, look, I, let me work for you for three months. It'll help. It'll help you. It'll help me. Kind of give me some time to figure out what I want to do." And he said, "Sure." So I was the first full-time employee in the distribution company. I was shipping, receiving, selling, accounts payable, accounts receivable, right? Operations, all of that. And after 3 months, I was hooked. I was like, "Man, I don't this is awesome. I love this." And so I asked him, I said, "Look, I I would love to keep doing this. I, you know, if you'll have me." And he said, "Absolutely." So that's how I I I got started. I it, it was it was pure nepotism. Um, but it worked really well for me because my dad gave me a lot of autonomy he trusted me 
I ran the distribution company on a day-to-day -day basis. I worked with him from a strategic perspective. So he, he let me kind of run and, and do my thing. And I learned so much doing that. Um, it was like an on-the-job MBA. And as you touched on, we, you know, we grew about 60% a year for nine years. We sold the company, stayed on with the company for another three years. And then I actually got laid off from the company that bought us. This was in 2009. We all know what happened in the US in 2008, 2009. The company that bought us was a public company and uh, they started freaking out. And in 2009, they closed like 30% of the branch locations we had across the US and I got downsized. So uh, at that point, I all I had known from a pro professional standpoint was distribution, but I had always been interested in real estate. And so I decided to get into residential real estate as a realtor. So this was, early 2010 at this point another most people are like oh my god 2010 in real estate in the us um but there's opportunities in every market and so i started knocking on people's doors that were about to go into foreclosure to try and help work with the bank sell their house for less than what it was worth which is a short sale i learned a ton doing that mythal but man i i got to a point after like two two and a half three years where i was waking up and i'm like i can't stand this like what am I doing? And why own a business if you can't stand going to work every day? So I decided to shift gears again. And that's when I got into marketing, which is what I'm doing now. Uh, my path has not been a straight road. It's been winding uh, like most of us, but uh, that's the that's the cliff note version. Wow. I am super impressed. And some, so, you know, somewhere, Tim, uh, even my story uh, is a little bit like, you know, similar like yours. So also uh, joined the entrepreneur journey after 2009, that is the subprime effect which had on US. So it globally affected everyone. And even I was laid off from my company. And that's how slowly and steadily understood that uh, always wanted to be an entrepreneur rather than be an employee. So I can totally relate with you. And in fact, many of our listeners will also relate with you. Absolutely. So uh, Tim, uh, since you say that, you know, you are, you now have a lot of background about marketing. So uh, what are the marketing fundamentals and why do you think that they are so important? So uh, Mithil, what I find with marketing is there are a lot of people just battling information overload. And as a result, they just don't know what that next right step should be to help them get from where they are to where they want to go. When I was in distribution, man, websites were informational brochures. Google was just kind of getting going. I mean, it was so much different. I'm not going to say it was easy uh, then. I don't think it's ever easy. There is work. But it, when you're battling information overload, it is so difficult to figure out what you need to do. And what in inevitably ends up happening is people just start like, taking action. They're throwing marketing tactics against, against the wall like spaghetti, hoping something's going to stick. And when it doesn't work, they have no idea why. Well, the fundamentals in any discipline, I don't care what they are, what it is, they do not change. They're immutable. Standing up and hitting a fastball, the fundamentals of doing that are the same today as they were 50 years ago, and they're going to be the same 50 years from now. Marketing is no different. But what a lot of people do, because there's so much information, they just want to take action. They, they inevitably skip aspects of the fundamentals. And when the fundamentals are not in place, you're building a house without a foundation, which, hey, houses without foundations, 
do stay up for a period of time, but they, they cannot withstand the test of time. And so what people do when they skip the fundamentals, and it's not their fault, right? There's so many gurus going, oh, you need to, do, you need to be on Clubhouse or you need to do TikTok or this or that. It's not so much the tactics that are important. It's the fuel that you put behind the tactics. So the fundamentals are the fuel. If you jump in immediately to tactics, you have a car with no gas. You might be able to push it down the road a little bit, but at some point you're going to get tired and you're going to hit a wall and it ain't going to work anymore. We have to have the fundamentals. What are they? I call them the marketing strategy trilogy. First, your target market. And within your target market, who are your ideal clients? Not every business or person in a given target market is going to be an ideal client. You have to know who those people are. Once you know who those people are and you, you understand the conversation that is going on in their head as it relates to what you do, then and only then can you nail the second fundamental, which is your messaging, which is how you communicate what you do and the value that you provide. That messaging needs to be in your prospect's words, not your own. If it's, it, But you can't do that until you understand first who you're going to try to attract. And then the third fundamental is once you have that target market and your ideal clients in place and you have great messaging that's going to gain their attention and their interest, then you have to have a plan of how you're going to get that message in front of those people. A lot of people don't have a plan. And when you don't have a plan, everything looks like an opportunity. You're like a squirrel chasing a nut. So when the newest thing comes out, you're like, oh, looks good. Let me go chase it. You're never going to gain traction doing that. So we have to have a plan. The other benefit in having a plan is plans outline our priorities. When we know what our priorities are, we have clarity. And when we have clarity, what happens to our stress? It goes down because we know exactly what we can do. We eliminate the noise and the distraction and we know exactly what we need to focus on. So those are the fundamentals and why they're important. Wow, this, this foundation and this fundamentals are really the core of, uh, you know, uh, your marketing plan, your execution, your branding and many things else. So yes, absolutely, uh, you know, uh, bang on that uh, Tim, that these are the ones which are actually to be focused on. Uh, rest of the people majorly don't focus on the fundamentals and that's why they keep on struggling as a brand. Brilliant. Yep. But uh, there's one thing that I would like to ask Tim is like when any of the entrepreneur begin, most people do not have these ideas or these fundamentals in place or not everyone has been into the B schools or been into or been as an MBA. So uh, similar like others, I'm sure that even you must have gone through the same. So what uh, what's the biggest mistake that you have uh, you know made as an entrepreneur? Oh man, Mithil, I've made a lot of them. <clears throat> I make them every day. <clears throat> I would say the, the biggest one that comes to mind for me is not asking for help. Early on, I felt like asking for help was, was a weakness. It's really not. It's the exact opposite. It shows strength and confidence when you can say, hey, I don't have the answer. I need help. And you go out and seek it. But early on, I was not good at that. I'm not going to tell you that I'm perfect at it today because I'm not, but I am much, much better. The look at the most of us are not forging new paths in, on our entrepreneurial journey. It's not like we're we're starting a new industry from from the ground up. And if that's the case, the the, the frameworks, the systems, 
the methodologies, whatever you want to call them, for us to be successful, they're already there. Other people have already gone down this path. We just have to have the foresight to say, you know what? I need to find these people and I need to take what they're doing and use it for myself. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. I have reinvented the wheel and gone down paths, hit the wall and gone back to the beginning many times. We don't need to do that. If we want to get to where we want to go faster and avoid a lot of the mistakes that people before us have already made, we need to ask for help and find those systems and those frameworks that we know other people have used to be successful. In fact, Tim, uh, what you said, the biggest mistake uh, that you have done is not asking or uh, being reluctant to ask for help. Uh, there is a beautiful quote in Bible, which is there in front of me and I keep it always in front of me is ask and it shall be given. And that is one thing that goes so deep in me that uh, irrespective of, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to be fool for five minutes uh, by not asking, but it, it's it, rather than being fool for the rest of the life. So yes, yep. bang on. This is a very crucial thing. As an entrepreneur, many a times we are solopreneurs and we think like to whom should we go and ask? Like in an organization, we have many team members we can go and ask, but over here, whom to connect to? And very rightly said, and I had seen a recent uh, uh, video that you had posted on your YouTube channel also talking about how crucial asking for help is all about. So kudos for that. So Tim, now since I understood the marketing fundamentals and also the, the biggest mistake that you did. So now I would like to know, because now I'm hungry for more information is how do I create a marketing plan that actually works? So Mitho, we, the, the way I view marketing planning is in 90 day sprints. A lot of people look at planning from a yearly perspective. And I think a year is far too long. There's too much changing. The market is dynamic. Our businesses are dynamic. And when we look at planning from a yearly perspective, I think it can get overwhelming and complicated very quickly. And when we make things complex, it is the enemy of results. So we, get, we need to keep things simple, which is why I look at 90 days. 90 days is long enough to start seeing traction, but it's short enough where we can look and go, hey, are we seeing traction? Are we not? What course corrections do we need to make? And we can make those course corrections and then wash, rinse and repeat. So I'm going to share with you, Mittal, and, and your audience, a, a six-step marketing plan. Okay, this is this is a, a one-two-page sheet. Okay, this wow, is how simple. Super excited! Is. Super excited! So first element of this uh, six-step plan is your target market. I want to see a minimum of a paragraph of your one to three ideal clients in your target market. Who are they? What do they look like? Uh, the demographics. Their psychographics, like what are they feeling? What are their what are problems, results they're looking for? All that stuff. You should not have more than three ideal client types. If you do, it's you're spreading yourself too thin. You're diluting your focus. We need to focus our marketing efforts. When I say one to three ideal clients, I'm I'm not saying those are the only people you're going to work with. What I am saying is those are the only people you are going to focus your marketing efforts on. We have to narrow our focus. If you have a paragraph on your one to three ideal clients, you are like ahead of 90% of people because most people do not have this written down. But everything from marketing starts with target market like I touched on before, which is why it is the first step. Second step is your marketing goal. What is your 90 day goal 
it's gonna be time bound because it's a 90 day plan, but it needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. Usually this goal is going to be um, something that's gonna help you get one step closer to your longer term goals. Maybe this is, I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days, something like that. The thing I like to tell people with a goal like this, uh, the way it was described to me was, this is an outcome-based goal. With an outcome-based goal, there are a lot of things that are beyond your control that may impact your ability to hit that. For example, the pandemic, right? How many people were rocking and rolling in early 2020 and the pandemic hit and their businesses came to a screeching halt? Like you could have done everything possible, but that outside force got in the way. So it's important to know where we, we intend to go, but if you are so attached to that, that you don't hit it, that it just throws you off the rails, that's not a good thing either. So I just like to bring that up so people keep that in mind. I like to know where I'm going, but then I wanna focus on the actions I can take that are gonna help me get there. And we're gonna to get to that in a minute. Your third step is your budget and your resources. This gives you an idea of how much you, what you have to work with. We can't put things in our plan until we know what we have to work with. Do I have $500 a month or $50,000 a month? Do I have, is it just me? Do I have staff that can do some of the implementation? All of those things are going to impact what we put in our plan, which is why it is such a crucial step. The other thing, it's not just staff time, it's also staff capability. Do they have the skills to do what you want them to do? If they don't, then don't assign it to them, right? Or level up their skills so that they can. But if we if we give people the wrong tasks, they're not going to implement well. So we need to keep that in mind in this third step as well. The fourth step is your current marketing plan. And Mitha, when I say this, I know a lot of people may not have a plan, but all we're doing here is outlining where we're starting from. We're getting a baseline. I can't figure out what I need to do to get to where I want to go until I know where I'm starting from. It's like my GPS. Say I want to go to the airport. It's going to say, well, I can't tell you where the, how the hell you need to get there until you tell me where you're starting from. Same exact concept here. So I, in this step, I just want you to write down what you've done, what's in place, and what you continue to do on a regular basis with your marketing. Then fifth step is what's the, what am I going to do for the next 90 days? This is where you're outlining your priorities. Super important because now you know what your priorities are so that when, you know, some other marketing guru, the next great one says you need to do this, you have the confidence and the discipline to say maybe later, but not right now, because these are my priorities. Okay. And by the way, there is nothing going on in marketing that you can't wait 90 days before you look at it, okay? Stuff is not moving or changing that fast. So if that's a monkey on your back, get it off. Six step metrics. The metrics are what you're gonna measure that's gonna tell you whether what you're doing is actually working or not. A lot of people don't know whether their marketing's working because they haven't defined what metrics they need to track that are going to tell them that. If you're not tracking any metrics, here's three metrics. Best place to start. One is leads. How many leads are you generating each month? You need to determine what a lead, what threshold a lead needs to reach to become a lead. 
right? So for example, in my business, if somebody signs up for our email list, that is not a lead. Somebody becomes a lead for my business when they raise their hand and they say, hey, I would like to get a free consultation with you. I wanna talk to you. That's the threshold. We have to track how many leads we're getting. Third or second is where, lead source. Where are the leads coming from? When we know where the leads are coming from, that's starting to inform us what we're doing from a marketing perspective that's actually working. And then the third one is how many of those leads are converting to customers? That's your conversion rate. When you know what that conversion rate is, now you know, hey, I, I, I wanna bring on five new customers and it takes me three leads to get a new customer. I need 15 leads. That's super empowering. Now, I was a math major. There's tons of marketing metrics. You can go into the weeds on this. Start with those three then we can start to branch out from there to some other really important metrics. But if you're not tracking much of anything now, those are the three best places to start. That's the six steps. I know I just hit you, you and your audience with a lot of info, but I tried to keep that as simple as possible. This was really great. And in fact, it was so simple. If uh, a serious entrepreneur who's listening to this episode or even watching this episode on YouTube, they would be able to get uh, the complete gist of it and if followed in the right way. And the way you said the three most important thing to focus on at the very initial stage, I think that's the most uh, basic yet uh, we need to have that as the, uh, the primary thing whenever you're starting a business because lead generation is the starting uh, step of the funnel. And if we do it in the right way, the source the total number of leads coming and also the demographics i think it will be very clear later on to uh, you know uh, replicate and uh, do the compounding effect of the same concept thanks tim for yep. making it very simple so tim now uh, we come to the end of the phase one and uh, in the phase two what i do is i love to take uh, you know uh, it's called as a rapid fire round so i'm going to okay. ask you five questions and you won't get time to think about it uh, so are you ready i'm i'm as ready as i'm ever going to be Mitho. awesome <laughs> awesome so tim what is the one thing that you would like to put it on your bucket list in 2022 2022 um i want to go uh i want to go on vacation and i want to sit down and eat in a restaurant which i have done rarely throughout the pandemic awesome all right who is your favorite superhero and why oh man uh that's a great question i would say batman um because he doesn't actually have any superpowers right he is a regular person that has become this this superhero so i think there's a lot to be said for that uh tim there is one superpower that batman has and was revealed to flash and that is he is rich yeah yeah, yeah true <laughs> okay so he's got money so he had the money to invest and become this superhero absolutely absolutely <laughs> awesome so uh who is your favorite cartoon character and why oh boy um the first one that is coming to mind is uh, Calvin and Hobbes. And uh, why? I always I used to sit down and read the, that comic strip in the newspaper every morning as a kid, and it always made me smile. So you're going to get through yeah. this life. You got to be able to smile and laugh. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. All right. Uh, this is very amazing. So if 
a movie was made on your life what genre would it be and who would play you <laughs> uh okay um what genre i would say um i i want to say action but that's probably giving myself too much credit it would probably be more like a a drama um and i would say i would i would like it to be matt damon but i have had people tell me that i look a little bit like paul rudd so i don't uh, who knows one of those two guys i was looking at tom cruise <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay so you know what so um there was there was a woman I, one time I was shopping with my wife for furniture and the woman in there told me I looked like Tom Cruise but I didn't believe her because I thought she was just saying that cuz she wanted me to buy something so <laughs> All right all right so Tim we come to the last question so who do you admire the most Oh boy I admire a lot of people but um the first one that comes to mind is my dad i worked with him for well over 10 years and it was um it was just an amazing experience it was i saw a different side of my dad than i did growing up and it was really um it was an amazing experience to see that side of him uh and the type of person he was not only personally but professionally awesome awesome So thank you so much Tim for participating in the rapid fire round and uh, being very honest and uh, enjoying the entire uh, five questions. Thank you. Absolutely. That was fun. Cool. So Tim all the people who are listening to this particular episode if they want to connect with you uh where they where can they find you? Uh best place mito is our website realtomarketing.com that's r i a l t o marketing.com. put out a ton of content all that's there links to all our social is there it's the best place to start the other thing that i want to make available to your audience is at growthmarketingplan.com that's growthmarketingplan.com that at that link they will find our 90 day marketing plan kit so really just piggybacks off of what we just talked about all the downloads the tools for you to create your first 90 day marketing plan are there There's a video that walks you through it. There's additional there's sample templates, uh sample plans there, the 90-day plan template we use is there, and there's also a marketing evolution index checklist which is really a a checklist of hey in phase 1, 2 and 3 of your business in these marketing channels what should you have in place. So it's a great checklist for people to just run through and go hey where am I at. So if they go there, they can they can get that for free and take advantage of that. Wow. So all the people the links are available in the description do check it out and grab this opportunity only if you are serious super cool so tim uh since we have come to the end of this episode i don't want to end this episode but what we say we have limitations to so uh <laughs> before we end this particular episode uh what message would you like to share with our audience Oh boy. So, um I'll this I share this a lot just because I have found it really helpful on my journey. It is very easy to become overwhelmed as an entrepreneur. There's so many different things that we're doing. And one of my mentors said to me, "Focus on the next measurable step." When we can take all these huge have and just break them down to what's the next step I need to take? to help me get where I want to go and it's measurable so that I know that I've reached it 
And then when I hit that, I just focus on the next measurable step after that. Things become so much less overwhelming. You know where you need to focus and it's, it's just a small step. It's not a huge one. It's not a marathon. It's just what's the next small step. So that's helped me. I hope it helps people that are listening. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tim, for taking out your valuable time and giving so much beautiful insights and, uh, you know, almost like you're giving the entire blueprint of how to create an amazing marketing plan that actually works. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Mito. Thank you. Awesome. So you have just listened to the Digital Maddie Show with your host, Mithil. Thank you so much for listening to our show and giving so much love. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on the podcast channels, wherever you are listening. Or also, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so that you can get to know more other experts also. This is Mithil signing off with Tim at the moment. Until next time, meet you soon with another guest and their exciting stories. But until then, keep stalking, stay safe, and don't forget to keep creating. Ciao.